When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! I don't think I'll ever get sick of our intro music. I love it. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, alongside my brothers, Chris to my right, James to my left. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you are there to use their services. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? A smooth little patty pat on the back from Ryan to his own self because he made the music. Amazing. Very, very smooth. I didn't. Well, okay. okay well, I kind of picked the music. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what's what's going on in y'all's life? I got a lot. Uh, I'm doing work and now I'm here. How about that? Just start. James, what about you? Uh, I learned how to make an app, uh, how to make a website using Azure. So that was fun. Good job, James. What about you, Ryan? I am really nervous because tomorrow uh, we actually have our first middle school pep rally. And this is my first pep rally as like the middle school band director, first public performance. And I'm very nervous. <laughs> so I, the kids, the kids are going to do fine. I'm just really scared. I'm, I'm going to be that band director that messes something up in the middle of the song or whatever. So at, hopefully that's not me and I'm not that person or whatever, but we'll see. Well, you know what they always say? No. What do they say? Yeah. What do they say, Chris? Oh, I don't know. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> hey, but I do want to, I do want to point this out. I want to make this big screen too, so you everyone can actually see it. If you're watching on YouTube, new stars new jersey, jersey to add to the collection. Wait a second. Oh baby, a triple smooth, sexy one. Dare I say the best stars jersey? Yep, it's the exact same stars jersey that they were wearing uh, when the stars won the Stanley Cup back in 1999. So it's a it's a coho. It's a little big for me, but it was like 50 bucks. So I was and just it's like, some good juju. Yes. So nonetheless, I thought it was cool. I thought I'd share it with everybody. But anyways, let's get into uh, tonight's episode. We got some things to talk about, not a ton. But I think James is very excited to get to the end of the episode tonight because he has a particular... <laughs> he's, he's shaking his head. <laughs> if you listened last week, you will know why. Yes, you know, you know what's coming. All right. 
So uh, first things first, what we're going to get into is we're going to get into a couple of extensions for uh, some bigger name defensemen. Uh, kind of surprising, a little bit surprising for both, but at the same time, not really. Uh, we're going to get into some Flyers prospect situations and like what's going on there and all that sort of stuff. And then we'll get into our Dallas Star stuff. We're going to get into the athletics article about the confidence in each team's front office and where the Dallas stars rank on that. And then we'll get to the bulk of our episode tonight and we'll talk about uh, just ourselves and we'll go through each of the players on the roster and we'll do over or under uh, for each player on the stars roster. And I think there'll be some interesting conversations that come from there. And then like I mentioned, we'll, uh, James will actually, introduce the uh, who cares segment tonight since it was kind of his idea so we'll go with that there but anyways guys uh, let's just jump straight into it with two big time defensemen signing really big extensions apparently the first one is uh rasmus dalin uh, of the buffalo sabers very good defenseman i don't know if it's been confirmed yet but i've seen rumors on x twitter whatever it's called that he is going to be signing an extension for eight years at $10.5 million per season. And then uh, the other one that actually recently just came out tonight, and I had to add it to our uh, to our outline tonight, was the fact that Jake Sanderson of the Ottawa Senators, a really good young defenseman, 21 years of age, uh, played plays a bunch of minutes. And he, he looks like he's going to be a, a top two defenseman in, in the league. Uh, he signed an extension for eight years at $8.05 million per year. So um, just thoughts about this, these extensions. What do you know about these players? Anything that you can think of? Yeah, the, the, the Dullin one makes a little bit more sense. You got the big name guy, puts up the big points, kind of center of your franchise that you're trying to build right now. So that makes a little bit more sense. But man, 10 and a half is high. But that's kind of what started when Austin Matthews signed his biggest contract per year ever. So that'll open it up a little bit. And then the Sanderson one is very surprising to me. This might be a little bit like a uh, Lindell situation, but like no one knows how good he is unless you're a fan of the team. Um, but only 32 points. Like you said, he's still kind of a young guy. I would say not really proven himself and eight is a lot for a defensive defenseman, but I mean, we'll see if it pays off. Uh, I think a big part of what's going on now is what makes me so happy that all of our players are signed for next it was season. A good already. idea to sign them like early. Like we signed them last off season, and now the contracts look they they looked good before, and now they're looking like steals. Yeah, yeah. So according to the numbers, Jake Sanderson and Miro Heiskanen are equivalent. <laughs> so yeah, good contract. Yeah, that was going to be literally where I was going to go next is to make this about the stars is contract oh. and seeing how much he's getting paid uh, compared to like these guys that are, you know, again, like you said, Chris Sanderson is going to be a good defenseman. I, I feel I, I think I agree with you in the fact that he hasn't fully proven himself. He's only played 77 games, but he has looked very good in those 77 games. So, I mean. We did the same thing kind of with Klingberg. He had one good season, came out of nowhere, and uh, had an excellent rookie season. And then we signed him for, a, a, I mean, what could have been seen as pretty high at the time. He signed for, <laughs> what, 4.25? And then yeah. by the end of it, it was like, holy crap, that's, that contract is a steal. 
So I, especially with the Sanderson contract, I can see that being the reason uh, why they're signing him to that giant extension. But I, I think Sanderson is more, and again, I haven't really watched him much, but I think he's more of a two-way guy. He could definitely play on the offensive side of the game, but he is very defensively responsible. So it it kind of the same to Mira Haskinen, but I still think Mira Haskinen is a lot better than uh, Jake Sanderson. His so offense, again, it, I think it's his offense also isn't close. I mean, only 32 points pretty rough, but yeah, I see what you're saying. He could, it could be something similar to Klingberg, but even at the time that we signed Klingberg 4.2 was a lot less. That's what most decent forwards were getting as bridge contracts. Eight is what good players are getting right now. And a 21 year old with his first non-entry level contract being that high kind of nuts in my opinion. All I can think is that they see something that we don't get. And yep. if that's the case, then be watching out for him. And and that's why I brought up that it maybe is like only the people who actually watch him every day know how good he is. So, yeah, that's the only way it would make sense to me. I think it's fine. I I, I think it's... I mean, if he if he stays the, the worst at he could do points, the, though, and he's getting paid $8 million, then it's... That's tough. It's man. definitely a speculative contract for sure. Yeah, but I think it's going to end up being really good in the end. I really do. Well, if you're a gambling man, go for it. Yep. What's next? <laughs> All right, moving on from that, because, uh, well, we didn't even really talk about Rasmus Dahlin. Did, do you think he's worth that $10.5 million? Yeah, I said yes. Okay, I, th- I think he is too. It's a little high, but that's just where the contracts are at now. Well, see, I don't even think it's really all that high. I think that's about right. I I think that's a pretty market value contract. It's not too much. Like, they're overpaying like they did for, uh, like Toronto did for Marner when Marner signed his current deal or anything like that. So I think it's right. It's right. I think think part of where we're saying, like, it's a little high is because if if he signed last offseason instead of this offseason – it would have been closer to nine, eight and a half. Yeah. But I, now I, everyone's like, the cap's going to go up and everyone's expecting the giant jump. You saw so many people take one-year deals on like way pay cuts because they just want to play somewhere for a year and then get a big contract. But that that's what everyone's anticipating. That's why we're seeing numbers like this. Yep. I agree, James. I'm still locked into last year's numbers and that is not what's happening. It's It's going up for sure. Just because I'm curious, and it's just a random thought. How much do you think Wyatt Johnston is going to sign for when his entry-level deal is up? I'm what scared. Next year, the year <laughs> after? It's the uh, year after. I think he's got two years left, right? He's still got two years Or am I left. wrong? You have, you have three years on ELC, I think. Yeah, two years. Okay. There's no telling what's going to happen in two years with the cap. I know, right? He I mean, like, and, and the thing is, way up there. He, he is... He is so up in the air with how it could go. He could go the sophomore slump route and be just like Lucas Raymond in uh, the Detroit organization and have just like a nowhere near as good season as he as he did this past season. Or he could completely skyrocket and explode for like 70, 80, 90 points. We'll talk about that later. But, I mean, it, let, let's just say that he explodes. Let's say he explodes. How much do you think he's going to get on his next First of all, he's going to be on the first line. 
because yeah. I don't yes. know how much longer Pavs is going to have. He's going to be on the first line, and he's going to get at least eight million, probably looking at ten. Yeah, if he's oh, if he's getting around ninety, 10. he's going to be even more than ten. It's going to be massive. But that that would be yes. quite the jump. <laughs> okay, that's very speculative. That's but but I know it's fun I to guess. talk about. That's that's what off season's for. It's fun. Yeah, we got nothing else to right. talk about. Right, that's true. <laughs> um, but again, we got to talk about Jim Neal and the genius that is Jim Neal. The fact that he signed all of those guys. You, we briefly mentioned it, but I mean, you got Rope Hints at eight point four five million for like the next twenty bazillion years. Uh, same thing for Miro. He's at eight point four five, the exact same cap hit as Robo. Rope Hints. And then Robo is at ridiculous. That's re- absolutely ridiculous. He should have made nine, ten million with his last contract. We gave him everything we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, within reason to keep them, keep the team competitive, and still give uh, Joe Pavelski kind of what he deserves. And even then, he's taking a pay cut to to stay with Huge the stars, be effective. So yeah, I mean he's he is at three point five, and he signed his first contract with the stars at seven. So you also got like the bonuses too. So it's it's like a mil more than that, I think, but it's hidden. Still, that's, it's <laughs> hidden. Yeah. It's it's it's, it, it's buried into next year. Yep. Okay. All right, let's move on. So moving on into this uh next thing. The the Flyers unfortunately have some really bad news when it comes to their uh prospect situation. And honestly, it's uh we talked about this guy last year, Ivan Fedotov. Uh, he was supposed to come over this past off season, uh, off season before, and basically be the backup to Carter Hart in Philadelphia. Well, that didn't happen, and uh, we we speculated, although it looked pretty obvious what happened from the fact it looked like uh, certain people in certain countries were keeping him from leaving, probably, and he was forced into a year of military service, uh, and. Then recently, the IIHF came out and said, "Okay, well, he's got a contract with the Philadelphia Flyers here in North America. He's also got a contract in uh, SKA St. Petersburg, and they basically said he needs to honor the contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. And they had a whole committee about it. They talked about it, and uh, there could be some issues uh, going forward if." Fedotov did not honor the contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, basically what Russia said was, up yours, screw you. <laughs> he's not going to North America. He's staying here in Russia, and he's playing for our, for our best hockey team. So that that's kind of where that situation is with Ivan Fedotov right now, which is really unfortunate for him. And obviously he's not coming out publicly and saying anything for obvious reasons. And then... Um, the Flyers recently uh, drafted uh, Matvey Mitchkov out of the KHL and arguably was the second best prospect uh, right behind Connor Bedard. And uh, he, he got drafted at seventh because he is a Russian and the, the whole Russian thing has been an issue for GMs for years now, but it's even more of an issue now because of the war that's going on in Ukraine. And he... It, he didn't even play in, in the first couple of games for uh, SKA uh, St. Petersburg at all. He was a healthy scratch. And in the preseason, he had five points in four games. So I don't, 
it, it really seems like to me, you guys, how however you want to look at it, it, it looks like there is a message being sent by Russia to these two players and also to uh, North America NHL peoples that we we don't give an absolute crap about y'all and what y'all want and or anything like that. So uh, anything you've heard about the situation, what what do you think about uh, this whole situation? It's really unfortunate for both Mitchkov and Fedotov. Yes, yeah, sucks for the players. Important to note that none of this is the players' decisions at any point. No, not um, at all. Also, it's kind of the logical progression of what was started when all Russia and Belarusian teams were banned and prevented from pretty much everything. I mean, if they're not participating in IIHF sanctioned events and they're being barred from doing that, why would they listen to the IIHF? They wouldn't, and now they're not. So kind of unfortunate, very weird when politics mixes with hockey, but we just have to hope that those players are safe and they do what's best for them. And hopefully it all gets sorted out later. And it it really does. It it stinks for Flyers fans, but at the same point, at least this, this year during the draft, they knew that that was definitely a possibility. Like, and where the Flyers are too. I mean, it, it's tough to see that go, but you just, you gotta, you gotta start over again. That's all you got. It, it just really sucks to see for those two players. I mean, Mitchkov, uh, there have been some people who have said he could, he's going to be the next Alexander Ovechkin. He's, he's been viewed as being that good. And the fact that he's putting up these points in a men's league in the KHL, which a lot would argue is probably the second best league in the world, maybe the third best, but still, it's a top league in the world. It really is. Uh, there's lots of players that, that uh, come from the KHL, they come to the NHL, and they perform well, like Kuzmenko in uh, in Vancouver and Kaprizov in Minnesota, and it, it's it's happened before. So I, I just think, and I hope that for both of those players, they get their opportunity to come to the United States and uh, show off their skill. They make, a, make some money for uh, the skill that they have and probably the money that they deserve. I, I really... And keeping my fingers crossed for them. So, um, anything else on that? I don't think there's really anything else on that. Nope. No. And by the way, just as a side note, if you want more information on that, there is a a really long X thread uh, that I reposted on, uh, and you can find it on the Starcastic Remarks. Uh, I'm just gonna say a Twitter page, and uh, th- there it's like nine ten threads long it's it's really long so if you want more information on that i just gave everybody just the very basics there's lots more with that too so if you're more more interested in that you can go look there okay uh moving on to uh the dallas stars portion of tonight's programming uh the athletic recently released an article talking about the fan bases confidence in each of the teams in the nhl and there were quite a few skyrockets uh, from some teams, including the Vegas Golden Knights. And there were some other teams that really kind of tanked and really went down further compared to where they used to be. So uh, up at number one is the New Jersey Devils, which is no surprise considering they had a 47-point jump this past season. They were 11th last year, so they were at least heading the right direction. 
And now everything seems to be put together. They look like a Stanley Cup contender. So we'll see how that goes. Um, some interest, uh, some really interesting ones. Uh, most in- interesting one, though, for, obviously for us, is the Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars skyrocketed way up the charts. And I don't think it's coincidence that it happened at the same year that Jim Nell wins the GM of the Year Award. So we were 24th last year. 24th last year, and we skyrocket to fourth. So just to get, there's a little uh, little blurb uh, that I want, I just want to kind of talk about straight from the article. Um, I think there's little doubt that Jim Nill is the higher echelon of GMs in the league. From drafting steals to signing bargains, he has been on fire these past few years. But even the best have their faults. The drafting and development has been exceptional. Trades and cap management have left something to be desired, but the consistent talent talent pipeline, excuse me, they have created makes those issues into minor nitpicks. So very good summation of kind of how the stars fan base kind of views the direction of the organization. We it seems like we this is it. This is a perfect time to be excited about Dallas Stars hockey. We talked about it all offseason. You got the young guys. You got the the guys in the middle in their prime. You've got the old dudes and and kind of Sagan, Ben, Pavelski, Suter, and you've got an elite goaltender uh, behind all of those guys. So it's really exciting to see this team. And I don't think it's uh, ironic that the Stars jumped up to fourth after Jim Nill winning that award. Yeah, and I think that that article puts it really well. It was a lot easier to criticize Jim Nill whenever he was making poor draft picks and poor draft decisions. Um, But now that he has a solid foundation of players coming and they're consistently coming and there's not really like you look back at our prospect pool and like, there's not a stoppage. Like they're, they're just going to continue to come over the next five years. Yeah. That's like a foundation that you can always turn back on and be like, but look what we've got coming. I mean, that's something you can always go back to, even if you don't make the big trade, which last year he did make the big trade. And even if you don't make the best signing, which this past few years, he has made the best signing which last is year GM of the year. Yeah. Last year he made the three best signings. I mean, he extended hence and then he had Robertson and then he signed Ottinger and they're all under like eight million under market much. value. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous what and, he did in the off season. And not to mention Haskin in the year before that he, yeah. he logged then, down the core for long-term contracts on all of them, all under market value. Yeah, and then and the cap is going to skyrocket extra, next year. And then he picked up an extra forward for four million for three years. Yeah, and and made two huge trades that turned into key pieces in the playoffs later on too. So yeah, Jim Nill is absolutely on fire. Fully deserved GM of the year by far. Wasn't even close, I don't believe. So right now, he if Duchesne pans out, he's on pace to do it back to back. I mean, there's really no reason for him not to. And what's uh, and they're kind of talking about it over here in the uh, in the chat over here. But Brooke's saying so great to not have a rebuild, and Ardell's like bleep a rebuild. Thank you, Ardell, for just saying bleep and not the actual thing. Then <laughs> <laughs> we can put but, his comment. Uh, <laughs> but but like so this this could be something that a lot of teams look they could look at the Dallas Stars and say, hey, we can do that too. We don't have to go through a major rebuild. Yeah, we might not get like the Connor Bedard, the Sidney Crosby, the, you know, the Rasmus Dahlin, the the top players that are like once-in-a-lifetime generational players, Connor McDavid. 
but you could still build a really good team if you have really good scouting and you trust your scouts to pick the right players and they tell you what players to pick. I mean, Wyatt Johnston is the prime example of that. He absolute still probably should have been at least at this point, he probably should have been a top five pick considering he, he came up so quickly into the NHL and he was immediately a 20 goal scorer. So maybe that changes depending on the trajectory of his career after uh, this season, but still it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I mean, the, something I want only teams, sorry, the, the only teams to really like do what the stars have done. It's been like, it's been the stars and the lightning. Those are the two thing teams that I think of when I think of, they didn't really go into a rebuild and they've just been at least decent, like right there, always in the back of your mind. And now both of them, I mean, Tampa's been here for years now. They, they're they right in the forethought of everyone's minds. And now the Stars, I think, are finally starting to claw up there, too. And, and a couple of things on that, too, is homegrown talent. Our new core all drafted and come up in the Stars organization, all four of them. Um, that is not true of places like Toronto, who have tried to trade into getting a core, and it ha- has failed miserably. Um and then the other part I, I of that, so. I mean, I mean, Matthews, Matthews was drafted. Marner was drafted. Riley was drafted. Uh, not Tavares wasn't obviously, but the, the, the there were three biggest players. They were drafted by the Maple Leafs. Mm. Why am I defending the Maple Leafs? I'm just trying to be fair. I Those guys are, their goalies change every year. Their whole blue line changes every year. Their bottom two lines change every single year. That's what I'm getting at. Um, and then okay, you also have to have, a good organization and players that want to stay on the team and win. Cause you're not going to get a Joe Pavelski three and a half million dollar contract or a Jason Robertson, $8 million contract or whatever garbage low contract Jake Ottinger just accepted unless they want to be on this team and they want to win a cup with that organization. So that's a good organization on top of good guys that want to win. Shut up, Brandon. Welcome to Leafcastic Remarks starring Ryan Jameson. Spinoff. There we go. Solo <laughs> show. Let's get it going. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> Someone okay. call Steve Anyways. Dangle. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyways, uh, what I wanted to get into a little bit was, so they've got about six or seven different categories. And in these categories, uh, they've got like letter grades. And one, one, cate- one column is like the public's view of how Jim Nell has done. And then the other column is how the fan base has viewed how Jim Nell has done. So Stars fans are a lot more pessimistic about their team than the public is. Like, So just to give a couple examples. Welcome to Dallas. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So like one of the biggest uh, disparities was in free agency and envision so the public gave jim no an a minus and free agency envision but the stars fan base gave him a b plus for both of those same categories so i know that doesn't seem like a huge difference that's because but all of the other categories were almost spot on with with the rest between the fan base and with the the public so i I thought that was something interesting to look at as well yeah and I can so, get it. we we ne- we don't really sign the the flashy guy like this offseason 
no one's saying, oh, where's Duchesne going? No, not really. He's not the big piece. I think he was he was one of the biggest fishes on the market, in my oh, opinion. He's Patrick Kane on the market. That's because no one else was on the market. Okay, so Patrick Kane, really? Yeah, there okay, is yeah, lots that, that of is other big pieces. Game, Matt Duchesne was not the biggest piece on the market this offseason. He was a good piece, and he okay, was then a big who was? Because who was the he biggest? used to be good. I gave you one, Patrick Kane. You're kidding, right? Carlson was moving around, but that was more of a trade. But still, I'm not kidding. Patrick Kane is way better than Matt Duchesne. I would like to uh, state the record that Chris could not think of another name other than Eric Carlson, who was not even a free agent. Oh, so. I only gave two names. Sorry. Somebody sue me. And neither one of them were bigger than Matt Duchesne. Just saying. Eric Carlson and Patrick Kane are lower than Matt Duchesne. Okay. No. Yes. Yes. Playing wise. Oh, no, yes. Well, maybe not Moving Eric. On. Maybe not. E- on. Maybe not Eric Carlson. But Patrick Kane. Yes. He. He. He's. He's less. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about. Patrick Kane's going to be the greatest American score. What the heck? Not for long. Okay, but at this Robo's point in his long. career, <laughs> he's not going to be a top six forward. He. He might be a second line forward, maybe. But he, he would be best suited as a third. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what you're doing, Chris. Ugh. But I don't know what you're anyways, doing. He would I mean, be, honestly, that's that's a he would be best statement. suited. He would be best suited for a third line role. How did we get on this anyways? Who cares? Not everybody is the Dallas Stars. <laughs> Not everyone yes. has Jamie Benn yeah. and Wyatt Johnston on their third line. Now, okay, so anyways, so the last thing I want to talk about with our article, and then we'll get into the uh the points predictions over under. The the change in confidence over last year is dramatic from both the the public and also from the fan base and this is actually where i thought it was kind of interesting because the fan base changes in confidence was much higher than the public so the public's was 64 percent higher and the fan bases was almost 80 percent, 79 percent uh at changing confidence compared to last year so we are we are so just like perplexed as, as stars fans like we Whoa. don't give them a good grade but we feel more confident about the fact that you, he's doing you a see, better job. I don't that, know. That's, it, it, I, I don't even know if it has anything to do with Jim Nill. But our team went from like middle of the pack scoring to top 10 the entire year. All season long, and we our top defense. 10 in scoring. And our defense was top 10 all year in scoring. I mean, so, last year we were seen as a defensive team. And that's that's what we died on, even into the playoffs. We we died on the hill that Jake Odinger built. <laughs> and then <laughs> that ain't that the truth. And, and, and this season it was almost exactly the opposite. I mean, we just, we went into some games and we just scored so that it didn't matter what Otter did. Otter could let in four goals and we'd still win the game. It's I almost mean, that, like the fans are more emotional than the general public. <laughs> but <laughs> also scoring goals helps going from not scoring goals scoring goals really big deal i like the goals fan dim 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 fun it it really is so much more fun to to, to watch the stars actually score goals and not not win games two to one one to nothing oh yeah we're one of the most fun teams in hockey now it's great we are and everything we really and are everyone but- still is like oh they're so defensive whatever well, that's just stupid people that don't watch us. <laughs> Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Kind of crazy, right? 
Well, good thing that's all over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 and bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. Uh, We ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into the big part of today's episode. We're going to go with the over-unders for regular season point predictions for this upcoming season. So we're going to start. Do we want to start like fourth liners going up or do we want to start like defense? How do we want to do this? We're doing everybody. I say we can just go quickly. I don't All right, let's do it. I'm go. ready. I'm, I'm ready okay. for whatever. Throw out a name. Give me a name. All right. uh, James, pick a name. Radic Foxa. Okay, so Roddick Fox uh, this past season. Let me find his stats. I've got got him up here somewhere. Okay, so 81 games, 11 goals, 9 assists, 20 points. He ended with a plus 9. So let's go with the points. Uh, let's say over or under 20. Let's just go with that since that's what he got last season. Under. Oh, my goodness. I pray that it's over. If it's under, ooh. He's Colin Miller scored line. more points than him. Call he's it playing Miller. on the fourth line, and it's. I don't think he's going to get that much opportunity. I think he's going under. Oh. Especially with the people he's playing with. They're going to get more points than him. I don't disagree, Craig but Smith oh is a, it, I disagree with you, James, because when you look at Craig Smith, I know he didn't score like a bazillion goals, but he has way more offensive upside than Luke Glendening does. Okay? Let's be honest. How oh, many man, goals does Luke Glendening Craig score? Smith is about Three? to pop off. <laughs> that guy's a fake. That's a fake person. Move you on. hear his name? His name is Craig Smith. Oh, is Mike quit? Mid rant. He went on an epic rant, and then it, we didn't even hear it. Say something again. Nope, it's nope, gone, you're, Chris. Yeah, you're, you're still gone. You got, you got a picture, Mike. <laughs> now you have to listen to us. To okay, listen now to we me. can move on. No, we can't because I didn't give mine, James. Shut your mouth. Over under, Ryan. We're going over with Roddick Fox. Okay, now, nice. I'm not saying, like, he's not going to go way over, but I'm I'm saying, like, I don't know, 25, 26 points. That's way I over. I think he can get there. I, That's I not hope, way over. That's five points. I'm hoping for an over because I don't think he can score less than 20. I think he can. Okay. Anyway, next. All right, my turn. I'll pick a player. 
Uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Nils Lundqvist, over or under? He had played 60 games this past season, six goals, 10 assists, 16 points, was a minus five. Now, let's just assume he's going to play all 82 games or somewhere close. You don't have to assume that because he's going to. It doesn't matter. No one else is going to play. Uh, He's going to be over by virtue of him playing more games. Okay. He's going to be over by double. He's going to score 30. So you think he's going to get 30 points? That is what I said. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. Ryan. I'm going to go with the over two. That's an an easy one. But it's it's interesting. I still think it's interesting because he – how many points is he gonna get? Is he gonna? Is he just, you know, is he gonna plateau at thirty, or is he gonna get more like forty or fifty? That's weird. I think I said thirty. I should have specified. I think he can get more. You should have specified, Chris. That's my bad. Chris, choose a player. I'm choosing a player. Ty Delandria. He's not. Yep, eighty-two games, nine goals, nineteen assists, twenty-eight points, plus nine. Not necessarily a player that we really thought was like a fantastic uh, offensive player, but, but he, was dude, he have a great, right. he was a, <laughs> he had an absolutely fantastic year this past year. Just defensively. He seemed like he was always in the right spot. And even it's, though he got creamed all the time, he still got up. So over under, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him to get off of the fourth line. I mean, yeah. Under because uh, he's gonna be on yeah. the fourth line the whole time. I'm going, yeah, I'm going under on that one too. I'm gonna say slightly over. If someone so gets hurt, like, then he'll go more. over. But yeah, if if yeah, no one's gonna get hurt at all. Well, I mean for like an ex- extended working. period of time. If no one gets hurt for like more than like four or five weeks, I think he's probably under still. <laughs> knocking on knocking wood. on wood. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, James, it's is it your turn. Uh, Tyler turn? Sagan. Tyler Sagan. Okay. So Tyler Sagan, seventy-six games, twenty-one goals, twenty-nine assists, fifty points plus three this past season. Over or under fifty. Over. Over. Okay. Over. Chris, what do you think? Over. I'll do over. I believe yes. in Maddie. Maddie will get him there. Okay, so now James seems like he's more bullish. So how many points do you think he's going to get, James? I want 70. It's not going to happen, but I want it. (laughs) Chris, what do you think? 51. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing the odds here. Okay. I I don't think he's going to – I'm kind of in between y'all. I I think it's over two. I I think it's going to be about 60. That would be my best guess for him, I think. I really think he needs to get back to like 30 goals, maybe 25, something like that. 25, 30 goals. That would be excellent. He's not a first line center anymore. He doesn't have to be dude. He doesn't even have to be a second line center and he would be okay with the depth that the stars have. So I think that he needs to find a way like Jamie Ben used the power play to get his point totals up. I think I, if he I can don't think he has to do anything. I mean, Marchment's, gonna be second year on a new team hopefully that chemistry builds up and he doesn't have like a 20 week goal drought that's not gonna happen again and then he also is probably adding matt duchene to that line or or anyone else really anyone in our top three lines now you can add any of them there and it's an improvement from who who was even playing there most i mean the landry that was playing there most of the year that's not a bad thing 
But I mean, that's not ideal, obviously. While we're on the topic, Mason Marchman, over or under? Over. I don't. Yeah, I don't even he? know what points he got. It's over. All right, <laughs> thirty-one. Yeah, points, he only. So yeah, I think so, it's pretty easy. I think it's pretty easy too. I'd say over without even looking at it. But he only did play sixty-eight games. Remember, he was out isn't for that bad for sixty-eight games. Yeah, but. We it's expected not what a lot we were more. Promised. Yeah. Yeah. We expected a lot more from, from him, but he had 12 goals, 19 assists, 31 points. He really seemed like he was getting it going uh, right when Max Domi and uh, Dodonov were traded for. It looked like we had a solid four lines for like two games. It looked excellent. And then he got hurt. So I, I, I think his key is he just needs. He, he, second year in the, in the, in the, on the same team. I think that will help just having some consistency there. And I, I think he's going to explode. I, I really think like 50, 55 points is my guess. And I've been a, a, uh, a Marchment defender the entire offseason. I'm going to do it even more, but you also got to remember that he had probably one of the hardest years of his life last year. He got traded to a new team in the NHL for the first time, a new city that he's never been to. Uh, he lost his dad last year, which was obviously very hard on him. And he talked about it before the season started. So, yeah, he had a rough go last year, and I it, it's it's going to get better than that. He's going to be more comfortable. He's going to be around guys that are better. He's got a better player on his line. He's got Matt Duchesne that he's going to be playing with. So it, it's going to be better for him. I'm very confident that Marchment will be over. I think he'll be over by a good bit. And here's a good point by Joe uh, down here. Uh, Mush isn't going to go on another 30-game drought again. I highly doubt that. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. In my yeah. you know, twenty is, years of watching he, hockey, I don't think I've went ever on that seen that drought. He went on that drought and still got thirty-one points. <laughs> That's true. That's also true. That's so. So even if he has like a drought that's like half of that, yeah. like fifteen and games, he'll still be still better. And, and the playoffs just proves to me more that he, there's more there. He had three goals in the playoffs. That's huge for someone who had such a rough season. And he started so well too. He, remember, he was he scored the first goal of the season last year. First two goals, actually, maybe if I remember correctly. And the first one was a beauty. It was an absolute beauty. And that's when all the stars fans were like, "Dude, we got this guy for four point five million. This is awesome." And then it very yeah. got worse from there. But uh, we'll see how he does. I, I think he's going to go over. I think we all agree with that. Okay, uh, we've only done one defenseman, so let's let's pull out another defenseman. Okay, Miro, oh, is it my turn? Is it's it my, my turn? turn? It's my turn. Okay, go. Miro. All right, Mr. Miro, where is he at? I already lost his name. 73 uh, he's points. He's up here at the top. 79 games, 11 goals, 62 assists, 73 points, and a plus 12 on top of that. So ridiculous numbers. Over it or under? almost impossible to imagine him going over. And if I didn't see this today, I probably would say that he wasn't going to go over. But he... There's there's a, a clip of him saying that I want to be the best defenseman in the league, like actively saying he's trying to be a Norris Trophy winner and that he is unsatisfied with his season. Are you kidding me, dude? Come on. So I I mean, <laughs> I, I kind of feel them there. Most of his points are assists. Only eleven goals, sixty-two assists. Yeah, I mean but he's got to score more goals than that. I'm talking more about the mindset. He got that dog. You know what I'm saying? He got that woofer inside of his heart, and he's he, he's not stopping. So, just that, that based on that determination that he has alone, I'm going to say that he's going over. 
He's going over. He's still first power play unit. And he's going to at least be a Norris top three, is what I'm going to say. He's going to be top three for Norris voting, if not win it. Uh, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, that was Jeez. poor timing, okay. Ryan. Be a professional. Yeah. Come on. Oh, shut it. Okay. Um, I'm also going to say over, but I think the assists are going to stay about the same. I'm going to agree with you. I think the goals are going to go up. I, I, I don't necessarily know if he's going to get to 20. I, I don't think he will, but I think he'll say he gets get to, 20. to the, You think he gets I to 20? See, okay. I can James see him getting to 20. Oh, no. No, I can totally see him getting to 20. I just don't think... You don't I'm think it's sure going to happen, so you don't see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. could do it. it. He could do it. I see it happening. So, well, this year, I, I think I think the power play is also going to e- even be better than it was last year. And we had a really good power play for good points of the season last year. And that second power play unit is going to look even better. Uh, I mean, he did have 34 of his points uh, be power play points last year, so that's about half of his points. So. I think that increases, and I think he's going to get more goals. So I'll say over, I'll say like 80, 80, 82, 83, something like that. I think he can get there. Okay, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, Interesting one. Let's go with Jamie Benn. 82 games, 33 goals, 45 assists, 78 points, plus 23, ended with the second most points on the team behind Jason Robertson, mostly because of his 30 power play points that he had this past year. What do you think over or under? He will remain at a very similar level to what he had last year, but it will be under. I think he's going to be slightly under as well. I agree with you as well. I think he will be slightly under. I think he's going to pick up uh, or he's going to get some more points for some of his line mates. So I think Wyatt Johnson will be able to, bump up a bit and i think the donov will be able to bump up a bit uh, i think that's going to take away a little bit from jamie ben but i think he, he's figured Less out how to play yeah <laughs> but i think he's figured out how to play in his new older body now finally so he's finally adapted and i think uh i, he I think also he's, he's hopefully found something that he can ma- maintain because he did it all season last year 82 games no injuries we know how tough he is we probably was hurt for many times during that stretch but he was able to maintain pretty much the whole season and stayed consistent as well. Yeah. Tied for power play goals, most on the team with Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson, all three of them at 13, which is just a testament to how good our power play was. It was top five all season. All right. Uh, Chris, your turn. My turn. Jason Robertson. (laughs) Over. (laughs) <laughs> bye 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 over over can i say he gets 110 points since he ended with 109 <laughs> i I'd, he's gonna be above 100 but i don't can he do it again yes can he um, get more than 100 same amount of assists. he's gonna get he's gonna goals. get four more goals <laughs> 50 goals yeah there we go okay so I'm, so I'm 50 goals will get him at 112 He's an exceptional player. But nah, I'm probably with Chris. It's probably under. I'm saying but, under. Uh, okay. Rope is going to pick go, up some more. I'll go under. He gets the 50 goals, but he's under. <laughs> he has more goals than assists this season? Yes. He pulls an Alexander Ovechkin? Yes. Yeah. Just shoots everything, which he, he already does I already. I want him to. 
<laughs> yeah. He shoots everything. Okay. He by far has the most shots on our team, and his shooting percentage is still 15%. <laughs> That's You want to look at shooting uh, Okay, let's... James's favorite stat. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's let's all pick one more. Okay, we'll go through one more time. All right, Rope. we'll try to hit the big ones. Rope is going to be over. Rope is going to be over. I don't. I can't I see so him too. not being over. He only had seventy-five points, and it was still like it felt like he was doing amazing, especially in the playoffs. I mean, that that's the player. In the that's the player he is, obviously, because it's happened more than once now, and I, I just I. I think he's going to easily get to 40 goals this year. He he needs to plug into what he was doing in the playoffs and, and find a way. Just, just shoot the puck, dude. You shoot the puck. 20, 20.1% shot percentage. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. I think a lot of that is going to Jason Robertson. I mean, he, he was scoring out of his I mind. Agree. So I you, agree. You feed, but, the, you feed the stud, which makes sense. But, but also there were times where it was obvious, like, hey, shoot the puck. And he just yes. did. And that's exactly what I'm saying just happened. That's what he did in the playoffs. He, he felt, took the puck, he shot and scored because his play style fit the playoffs better. So he needs to just do that himself, be a little bit more selfish, and continue to use his speed the way he did in the playoffs and his physicality, which we kind of saw in the playoffs a little bit too, which was very unexpected. He's so find a way to do that and do it in a way that can maintain. And then I think he's going to jump up into top 24 in yeah. the league. The the caliber of him and McDavid are not equal, but what McDavid did not what just happened in this season, but the season before last was exactly what I felt like Hintz did. I mean, his shooting percentage is ridiculous. Like, yes, he's doing some crazy good things, having some great passes, but like you're in some great positions to score and you have one of the best shooting percentages in the league. Shoot the puck, dude. <laughs> well, and that you're exactly right, James. Like, uh, Connor McDavid, he's just like, you know, I, I want to score more goals this year. He puts up 150 points. I, I forget how many goals he had. It was over 60. It and I think he won the Rocket Richard this year, right? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I think he did. The reason why we don't remember is because he won it. <laughs> Name a trophy. Yeah, maybe that's win. why, yeah. yeah. If anyone else so, won it, we would know. <laughs> that's true. I agree. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Uh, for, I guess that was James's. For mine, I'll go with Wyatt Johnston. Uh, it's way over. I'm just gonna say he's not gonna have a sophomore slump, and he's gonna be way over. I'm betting like 70, 75 points. That's where I think he could be at. Oh. I'm I'm gonna be full on bullish. That's a bigger on jump than my Sagan guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's jumping that high just because he's not gonna be on the power play. Um, he'll be on the second unit. He'll be on the second be better, unit. which should be better he's this gonna, year. He, he is going to be a huge. I'm he's telling gonna you, be, he is going to be a difference maker. He's going to be on the second unit, a unit that's not going to see the ice very often because the first unit is going to score all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> That might be true. <laughs> so I think, he, I think he goes up. I agree with what you've been saying all offseason, that he's a different kind of rookie. He, he didn't burst and try and make a whole bunch of flashy stuff happen the way like a, like a, like a Zegris might. He's just a solid guy. He plays veteran style. Hockey, he plays like he's been in the league for years. So I, because of all that, you have convinced me. I agree. He will be an over, but he won't be at 75. He'll be at like 50, 60. Someone needs to clip this. Someone needs to clip it and save it for later. Maybe I'll do that after this. He'll be over at 50, I think. Oh, that's it? 50? Come on. Yeah, I'm giving him like, 350 like, 60. 
Oh my goodness. Maybe it's just me. Okay. I'll be I'll be happy if he's higher, but yeah. Uh, Chris, who you got? Uh, let's see. Pavs. Anyone else interesting? You want to um, go with Pavs? Uh, just because you suggested it? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Yanni Hockenpah. Sixteen. That's the one we're going to end on, really? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh Six my goals, gosh. ten assists. Uh, you know, <laughs> my boy Yanni. Man, he's going to sit right at that same number. No, he's gonna he's gonna have fifty points this year. If there was a dead even option, like it's right on the number, <laughs> that's what I would go with. <laughs> oh man, uh, I will say slightly over. How many points did he get? Sixteen. He's gonna have seventeen. No, not <laughs> happening. I'm giving it eighteen. He's gonna have two more hacky clappies later on this season. Oh gosh, <laughs> you, you you priced it right at me. Rude. Yep. What do you think, James? Did you already say yours? I said even. Straight at even. 16. Straight even. <laughs> oh, no. That's if he's not o- no, it, no, if he's over, over under. or under, if he's over or under, I lose. It has to be exactly 16. <laughs> Agreed. Oh okay, we're not ending on Yoni Hawkins. Yeah, we are. Move okay. on. No, we're Next not. Segment. No. I no. said we're done. Move on. <laughs> no, we're doing Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. Over Protest. or under? Protest. James. James, over or under? Don't do it. Don't do it, James. We, we, we are putting him on the spot uh, on, on the protest. Internet. He's <laughs> under. Ah! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll pick my I'll put my dead even option on on Joe Pavelski here. I think he, he'll get exactly seventy seven points. The protest Chris? has been broken. He's under. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we are here on the our true Who Cares best segment. segment. This is the true the, best James segment. is very excited about this one. Okay. okay. So if you don't care about VeggieTales, you can now exit the podcast and not listen anymore. And in fact, you might. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Who Cares segment is your your favorite silly songs with Larry songs. Okay. Now, now this excludes the hamburger song because that is not a silly song with Larry. That's a love song with Mr. Lunt. It's a different what person, completely different segment. Factual statement. Uh, Chris, you go first. Uh, if you're here with us um, and you are in front of a type of device that can search the interwebs, I do recommend you listening along to these silly songs with Larry. They're amazing. Um, so that you can properly judge this here contest that we are partaking in. Um, my first one, we're going with a, with a fan favorite. Um, a little bit more on the simple side. From the silly songs of Larry, we're going with the Pizza Angel. You know, yes, this, good this, one. This song is great. It's about a great food, the pizza. The pizza in Veggie Tales, top tier animation. It looks like some good pizza. I tell you what. <laughs> um, and then you just have the visuals of the video. You have pizza coming from the ceiling, almost as if raining down. Dude, it's amazing. Pizza Angel, number three. Ryan. Ryan, number three. Okay, I will go with my number three, uh, The Song of the Cebu. That's one of my favorite ones. I love that one. I think it's it's so silly. Cebu. 
say boo. Oh, copyright, copyright, copyright. I can't, copyright. Even, can't get copyrighted now. Come on. Oh, come on. Okay. Restrain yourself. It. Okay. I don't, I still to this day, when they, when they're singing really, really fast, I, I, I still don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I haven't bothered to look it up to see exactly what they're saying, but I love, I love the song. It's, it's, How do you not know that they're saying Bahumamu? No, no, there's, there's a different part. There's a, there's a, oh, a okay. the bridge. James, go on. Number three. Uh, my number three is the hairbrush song. Quite silly. <laughs> Quite <laughs> silly. That's a good one. Uh, it, it's a, it's a whole story in it. It's, it's a great. narrative, a narrative. Uh, some might say, and and at the end, he's he's quite pleased with where his hairbrush went, and, and the character development and growth. In the song, it's within amazing. the song. I mean, from from joy to using a product that is actually detrimental to him as a cucumber, to the despair of not being able to use said product <laughs> because of over this in the song too. Like because Chris of his, just, he's just saying what's in the song. Because <laughs> of his lack of the necessities to use said product, um, betrayal by a close friend, betrayal, it's all grief, all and then finally acceptance. It goes through all of it. I mean, all this the stages is just, of grief. This is just, all the stages of grief. Yeah, this song just <laughs> it. You know, oh my god, it teaches you things. That's okay, my Chris. number two, if y'all didn't get. Oh, Chris is number two. Ryan, number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that, that's really funny, because my number two is also the hairbrush shunk. Oh, my that goodness. That was my number two. Ooh, so, I'm not going to add it. He Chris, changed it after my excellent no, description of said narrative song. Okay, Chris. Okay, Chris. Okay. Uh, my number two is Pizza Angel. It is, it is amazing. Great, great vocals in it, and it's Good. about pizza. So, how much better can it get? Exactly, less narrative, but more fan service. You know, still you need, you need, in there. You know, you need the some fan service. There is a little bit, but it's more fan service. You know, you got to have it. Sad song too. Ends on sad note. It, it is, yeah. Okay, Chris, you're number one. My number one. This is the true best narrative within. Uh, Within said silly songs with Larry, Ryan, and it contains almost almost I'm a lyrical it. rap within said song, and it's "I Love oh my, my Lips" gosh. by by Larry <laughs> the Cucumber. Um, it's just it's, "Love My Lips." Actually, thank you very much, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't care what the actual is. It yours, Ryan? If it isn't yours, then I want you to leave this podcast right now. It's not my favorite. Ryan, leave. Please. My friends all laughed. And I just stood there to the fire department, came to break lock with the crowbar, and I had to spend the next six weeks in a lip rehab with this kid in Moscow. He got stuck by a bee right on the lip, and he didn't even. And it didn't, oh, dang it, I broke it. Didn't even talk to you for the rest of you weeks. For six so weeks, swollen. swollen. <laughs> and when he did speak, he only spoke Polish. I only like three words in Polish until Oscar told me the word for lip. Uspa. Usta. Usta. <laughs> there we go. I love my lips. There we go. Usta. Oh, All right. man. Give me copyright violation for that, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Ryan, what, what is your wrong incorrect answer? One? Give us the incorrect answer. Well, James, do you wish you want to go ahead and do your number one since it seems really yeah, obvious? I, I, I already one. told you. Ryan, go it's, ahead. It's, it's disappoint okay. all of us right now. All right. I don't think it's disappointing. It's disappointing. You didn't even have love my lips on your list. Lo love my that's lips was my number four. That's it. Was oh, he just made that up. He just pulled that out of his butt trying to save face. Okay. Do you want to... 
I have like my whole list here. I literally go, I have 10. I have a snubbed. top 10. Snubbed. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. How, how many do you, you all have a top one. 10? You're ruining the Ryan, episode. Just tell us what wrong your number answer one. Is. My number one is Dance of the Cucumber. I love okay. the song. That is it's, a good one. It's but hilarious. It's still not top three. It is top three. It's my it's favorite. It's not top three. I love purely because I love, of the other songs. I love it when he goes through and he he's he he talks about how great he is. You made like Chris leave. cucumber. Yeah, I did make Chris leave. Uh, and, and then he makes fun of the tomato. That's rude. That's mean. I, I I think it's hilarious. And then at the very end, he says, "Can't even whistle." <laughs> and I, that is my absolute favorite part. And it's it's hilarious. I love well, it. It's, y'all both lost it because y'all didn't include the hairbrush song. Uh, I would have accepted about? a substitute of the pirates who don't do anything instead of the hairbrush song. That was we my we number six. The hairbrush song, James. Yeah, we all that was y'all's number. number two. That was number two. We all had the hairbrush song in our top three. Right, didn't we? Yeah, we just blew through number two spot. Yeah. I also like uh, the Water Buffalo song. That's also really funny. Ryan, and I like Billy. Button stop too. talking, Ryan. Billy stop. Stop. Ones. You're hurting yourself. Am I actually hurting myself, or are you, are you just sad because I didn't put? You're, I you're, love you're my making me. One. You're making me want to quit right now. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode of Starcastic Remarks. We want to thank our sponsors, DraftKings. Use promo code THBN uh, to get some free little goodies over at DraftKings, and be sure to check out our website, StarcasticRemarks.com. Give it that little bookmark on your little computer, e computers. You can check out blog posts that'll come whenever we have things to actually write about because there's not much going on right now. Um, we will, you can see all of our new episodes up there as well. You can see all that stuff happening. You can see our shop. You can see all kinds of stuff on sarcasticremarks.com. It's actually much easier to use than it should be for three dudes that just decided to make a website. It's very good. Ryan made it. He's fantastic. It's very good. I have it bookmarked and I check it hourly. I check it hourly, everybody. Okay. Y'all should do the same. Yes, I'm sure. Um, we have our store. Go check out our store. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else you got, Ryan, for us to mention in this year closeout? Ardell says I win. So uh, if Ardell says I win, Ardell's wrong. I win. Sorry, Ardell. Love you, but you're wrong. Okay, Ardell gave us free tickets to go to a couple of playoff games. You so know what, Ardell? You're wrong. right. You are correct, Ardell. <laughs> you're 100 accurate. Ryan won. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank thank you guys very much again for listening. Uh, along with Chris. Uh, well, Chris looks like he has to say something. Nope. Stay real quick. Nope. Just staring off into space. It is eleven thirty, and I have to wake up in five hours, so that's my bad. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. James is boohooing for Chris. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And we'll be back with you guys next week. It is October Eve, baby. October Eve, meaning that the season is just one month away. We'll see you guys later.